Thank you so much for joining Sports Inside and Out and Legends of Sports. This is your host, C.B. Baker, along with Wally Jones. And we got the coach here today. The coach is getting better every day. He's joining us today with the NBA and NCAA update. But before we get into that, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Armed Forces Network. While we were asleep, you were awake, making sure our way of life stays the same. Seabreeze. Yes, that's right. Seabreeze, the leader of transitional housing and more. My main man, Flash G, is in the house. Nissan of Chesapeake. If you're in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia and you need a new car, please go see my man, Dan and Nissan, man, at Nissan of Chesapeake and Norfolk, and he'll hook you up with a nice ride. Now, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Wally Jones and Coach Hatcher. Good morning. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Coach? I'm doing fine, man. And uh, thank you so much for that great introduction there, uh, CB. It's really gratifying to see the growth of our contributors and how they look forward in the future to being the apex of, uh, of, of analytical contribution to the legends. Because when legends speak, people listen, first of all, uh, as you said, the uh, Armed Forces Network, the big dog on the block, the number one radio station in the world. Uh, we are so proud to have George Maurer, our dear friend Wally, president of uh, of uh, Armed Forces Network, Merck Forces Network. And of course, you know, we look forward to keeping all of our broadcasting going on. Thank you to SoundCloud as well for being a major facilitator uh, in what we're doing in broadcasting, of course. Uh, the, the, the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Our organization is doing a tremendous job, Wally and, and CB and our listeners. And thank you so much for all of our chapters and our members all over the country. Uh, and thank you for the staff for keeping uh, the legends informed. And we're so happy to be able to have chapter by chapter some of the greatest names in the sports right there, letting them let you know what's going on in we're going to really be doubling down on that in the next uh, quarter or so. We're going to go simulcast. And, you know, what can I say right now, guys? Because, you know, we always got the news that you can use. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're smooth with that. And, of course, you know, as you can see, the, the facilitation of what we do in, in football with CB and our Hall of Famer, Leroy Keys. Now we flip to something that's happening right now because – 24-7. Once you leave the NCAA, you got the NBA, then you got a WNBA, then you're coming right back to camp. So listen, we got plenty to pop on you. Hey, Wally, I can't imagine. I listened to Jay Wright this morning. You know, he was talking about the, the season and how the things were. Great game last night. Congratulations to uh, University of North Carolina. We kind of figured that they would put the wear and tear the, the grind on uh, Wally, but we kind of figured early and, 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 you know, when 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 Noble went out, I kind of looked then that North Carolina would really step up and step out. Well, I'm going to jump right in with something that's important. Ladies before gentlemen, let me pop on you guys right now. Uh, one of my Philadelphia, one of my Philadelphia favorites, Don Staley. Let me tell you something about her. Don Staley as Coach QT Hamilton, who coached at Ben Franklin High, one of the winningest programs in the Philadelphia Public League. She asked to play for them. And unfortunately, girls can't play with the boys. That's how good she was in Philly from North Philadelphia. I remember. Well, I remember. Look here. Yeah. You, you remember that? One thing I want to tell our listeners is this. Uh, she made the Final Four three times. 
Uh, never won. Uh, she's a gold medal winner. She's had a chance to win in the WNBA. But her winning the NCAA championship for South Carolina was something that I'm so happy and proud of. And they beat Mississippi State 67-55. Tremendous yeah. game. Great basketball, Coach. Great basketball. Couldn't, couldn't ask way more. Humble and, 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 and uh, outstanding personality. For the young girls, like Susan in the summer says, big, uh, little girls got big girls to look up to. That's a classic example because I was blown away uh, by the city of Philadelphia, CB, and, and, and our listeners here and around the country uh, and the world, of course, that uh, Wally uh, and QP, and, you know, they have a, a, a real stellar first-class organization there in Philadelphia. And every year, the most outstanding basketball players and women men in high school are given this particular uh, honorarium. Now, how big a city of Philadelphia with all these great uh, ball players? I'm talking about the cream de la cream. And Wally, let's start off with QP. The winningest coach of Philadelphia history in basketball. QP has an award called the most outstanding basketball player high school. And you can imagine the, the, the talent that he runs. Then you come in Wally, and I was so pleased to be able to get in on his inaugural kick that uh, him and Robert were there, and they named the, the most outstanding college basketball player in the city of Philadelphia, which is huge, see? You're talking about, no, no, let's say, I mean, you're talking all of them, you know what I mean? And the two recipients are two brothers from Kansas. And, uh, then we, we fall into that. So when you come into what you call the meat, we say music you can use. This, 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 is, this is what's behind the scene. This is not what's up front. This is the thing you should know. Uh, so, you know, when we get into that, that, that phase, Wally, when I saw her there, the, 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 the humility she goes with. So you can imagine how she transfers that into the, uh, the, the coaching fear, like Susan Summers did, she, uh, she's something that you would pay attention to if you were a young lady. Uh, yeah, well, one thing I want to back up, they did name another award in the Don Staley name, but uh, to back up on it, uh, Elena Coach was hurt. She's one of the top stars, the center that played for South Carolina, which is 33 and 4. And uh, the young lady that picked up the slack was Aja Wilson. She's uh, from South Carolina. She stayed home to play for, uh, of course, uh, Don Staley. And I think that that's one of the things that's very important about a lot of talent in that area, staying home. And they yeah. played against a team that just dethroned, or after 111 straight games, little Morgan William made the shot to beat the Yukon Huskies, and they stopped their streak. 111 game winning streak, folks. But this young lady is about 5'5. Five, five. Uh, the game before, she had 41 points against Baylor. And of course, that evening, she was held to eight. Um, one of the things Mississippi State had 34 and 5 record, and it was a very close game. I, I got to make some mention about one thing. I did not appreciate the fact that she did not get in the fourth quarter. Uh, she was the one that carried that team and really motivated that team to those victories to lead to the championship game. But that's the coach's decision. But again, when I watch a ball player 
that are so instrumental in the guiding and leadership of a team, I was a little disappointed. And I saw the disappointment on her face when she was sitting on the bench during the fourth quarter. Well, beyond that, congratulations to the Gamecocks, the first national title in basketball, and also another award for Dawn Sailor. She will be coaching the United States Olympic team. Well-deserved. She's been an assistant on the Gino, uh, uh, Gino from University of Connecticut. Uh, he led the team to the gold medal this year, but she was an assistant, and now she's the head coach. And it's in good hands, folks. I'm going to tell you, this young lady knows the game, and she knows how to motivate. But let's pop on to something that happened last night, the men's. And, Coach, I'm going to tell you what my pop and I talked today. He was disappointed. I'm going to tell you why I was disappointed. Uh, and I got to give you a little background about this, CB. I played in gyms with the depth. And when you play in certain arenas and big gyms, a lot of times the, the depth and how big it is goes to shooting off. They missed 44 foul shots. They missed, it was one of the worst shooting championship games. And I'm not saying it was a well-played, hard-fought game, but I'm giving you the technicalities and a lot of analytical points of how ball players play so many games with so many days and the recuperative powers. One of the things I saw was the depth. Most of their balls were shot and hit the back rim or the guys shot short. So that's a lot of pressure when they're short. But when the big man stopped the big man for Gonzaga, he missed five shots no more than one foot from the basket. That's pressure. That's defense. So I'm giving you a defensive point, but also I'm telling you why the shooting was horrendous, really. I mean, uh, the whole game, both sides, the shooting performance of that, it was the defense that called the victory for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Coach, you have any uh, points on that? Anything that you saw? I'm just giving a little background about some of the things I I said. What I saw was a, a, a Ray Williams configuring the same situation that you're just speaking of, you know, because they, it was all, it was automatic at the beginning of the game, Wally, that it was going to have difficult scoring. Um, mm-hmm. The way things were, were rolling. And of course the, the, the refs, you know, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but you know, refs are refs are refs. I mean, they can control the tempo of a game. And of course I've never seen 47 foul shots. Good grief. But uh, uh, it's very interesting that, but all along, it came down to the strength of the inside game. Yes, Carolina. I agree. You know, I mean, Gonzaga, uh, I got to give it to him. No question about it. Mel, a high mid, uh, mid-level program, they're being seen there. And they're going to have some recognition. They got a good coach who's mentored by Ray Williams. He's mentored by Ray yeah. Williams. Yeah, Roy, Roy Williams. Roy. Roy, Roy yeah. Williams, yeah. So, you know, it's very interesting the way that situation is coming about, but it goes to show you, Wally, uh, how you can flex old school. And the big thing on on TV this morning, CB, and I want to already notice, they talked about defense leaving basketball and why this game showed you how important real defense is. They were talking about the NBA as well. So, you know, it's good to be able to see that uh, the the retro concepts 
uh, of, of basketball, which is offense and good defense sells uh, success. You can create good offense off of, off of great defense. All that uh, that those 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 uh, soliloquies in coaching are, are, are true, just depending on the staff and, of course, talent and content that you have on your team. But while you of all know, in all rookie in the NBA in your in, in, in your rookie year. And your proudness, not just of being one of the better guards, but being one of the top defensive guards of the end of the league. That's well, I'm going to piggyback off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that because I'll give you a little background a little more. Uh, Oregon had six four, six five guards. They beat Kansas because they had the small guards. Um, <laughs> Mason, uh, of course, was the player of the year and also... Graham, they're smaller guards, so their defense on the bigger guard on those small guards cost for Oregon and those guys to compete at that level. Then when I looked at the defense that had uh, Josh Jackson and Penson, they are six five, six six, and of course William Goss, who was the Player of the Year uh, out in that conference, they're smaller guards. So as you said, I'm going to back up what you said. The defense that their North Carolina play was instrumental in stopping Matthews, the shooting guard for Gonzaga, and also Phelps. So it's always the idea of having bigger guards, putting that defensive prowess on them. And then when you have the big men like Meeks and Hicks, that changed the whole thing of their front line for Gonzaga. Of course, I really like the guys' game, Collins that came in, McDonald's All-American, he fouled out. But he has a future in the NBA. But they actually neutralized their big men, Gazaga's big men. And the defense is what won the game. But one of the most important parts of the game is this. Joel Berry, even though he had a bad shooting night, he had 23 points and made the clutch shots to make sure North Carolina could come out with the trophy. Great, great competition. Leadership, Wally. Leadership. Yeah. Of course. You know, when you demand the best of yourself, you can pretty much say it, it becomes indigenous to the team because it catches on. And, yes, it uh, does. That, that, that's, that's, that's something that makes a coach's uh, uh, decisions defensive-wise in games more lighter because some of the most crucial uh, uh, decisions in basketball, period, whether it be in the NBA or down to high school, is not necessarily the last shot is how can you defense the person? Yeah, that was so, CB. Any comments, man? You you saw it. What, what what are your comments on? What did you see? Well, you know, um, Wally and Coach, what I saw um, last night watching the game was really it was kind of shocking that either coach really didn't try to slow the game down. It seemed like it was at a very high-paced, high-energy game from the tip of the ball to the end. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, is Gonzaga with these with the two big centers that they have, one coming off the bench and one starting the game, will they ever just slow it down? You know, get the big man in rhythm where he that he can make that that shot or just turn around and dunk it. You know, and I also noticed that um he was trying to pass the ball a lot and he did a lot of turnovers. You know, pressure started getting to him, like mm-hmm. as you were saying. You know, and North Carolina basically was, it, it, lack of better words, was almost trying to give the game away 
because they wasn't playing their game and, and, and they really didn't play their game until the last five minutes of the game. And then that's when, it, you know, Gonzaga really had a hard time trying to get a lead. Like it, whenever they got a lead, it would be one or two points. It was never five, six or seven points. So you, know, you can't beat the the top echelon schools in NCAA going into five minutes left in the game and not be up by five to seven points. If you're within that five point range, you will lose to those teams because they're well coached. They've, you know, they had situational coaching and they don't crack under pressure because they've been there. It's expected. So, but it's a hats off to Gonzaga. They played a, a, a well-rounded game. Um, I do expect them to be back next year though. Yeah. I do also. Uh, great season. I great, do. Great, great program. No question. You know, they, 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 and see, it, it is a credit to the upcoming mid-major colleges. So now there's a lot of these, I think Gonzaga, even though the, the the schedule is still what it is, but it shows you the talent that they're capable of bringing to the table to compete with the Oregon's and the UCLA's and the Arizona's and things of that nature. So, you know, it, it's going to be a plus. This also lends a great deal of credibility to the VCUs and the, and those, those mid-level Atlantic 10 colleges. Mid-level, that's right. Well, yeah. Because, now they're getting a, a double look see. So what's what happened here, uh, even though some some was haphazard, you know, you, you, you look at a team that was destined to be back in, uh, the thick of it, which was North Carolina. You got a great, great uh, surprise of what the talent out there in the small mid major uh, uh conferences are, such as Arizona up there. I think it's the Sun Valley, Big Valley, uh, uh conference out there. And uh it, it, it's really coming together. Uh, a big force, guys, is, is, is the surprise that the ACC and the Big East really showed up and showed off this year because yeah, they had a lot of great teams. contests in, the, in, the, in, in that vein, Wallet. I mean, three or four out of the Big East, and then you got four, three or four or five out the out the uh, uh, ACC. Uh, 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 CB, if you can remember now, it's like the old days, Wally. It's the East Coast grind. That's mine. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I look forward to it. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting time for that one. You know what? Guys? Yeah. So, what's going on in the NBA, man? I'm here. You know, everybody's talking about now that uh, the silent move for Pop is uh, the Spurs are getting ready to make a move. Uh, Pop is back healthy underneath the radar. Uh, they're looking for Aldridge to come back pretty shortly, I understand. And they're really sitting there with, with the second best record in the league. Well, one of the things I have to say about the T's now, and I'm I'm here in Miami. They're fighting for a spot. They were 11 and 30 at one time. Uh, Chicago sevens, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Washington, six, four, fifth. Toronto again, third place. Cleveland second because Boston has taken over first place, so they'll have the number one seed. They're 50 and 27. Uh, one of the things that I look at the battle for a spot in the Eastern Conference goes down to Chicago, Miami, and Indiana. And uh, unfortunately for Miami, they have some tough games coming up. They have an opportunity to 
actually do one of the most fantastic uh, turnarounds in basketball NBA history with um, Spolstra. They're, they were 11 and 30, and right now they're 37 and 40, so they may have an opportunity to get that A spot. If so, he may become the coach of the year with that. When you go to the Western Conference, Golden State is popping. 63 and 14. San Antonio, 59 and 17. Houston, 52 and 25. Who's bringing up the end? And I wanted to talk about this because Portland and Memphis are right there, seven, eight spot. Denver is right at the cusp of making the playoffs. And I think they have some, uh, a match with Portland upcoming. Of course, they made a big trade with Plumlee and the elder Ford Nurchich. So I think with him hurt, it may cause Portland some problems. But they're 38 and 39. Memphis is 42 and 35. And here we go. Oklahoma City coach, 43 and 33. Oscar said it, and I say it. This young man deserves to be MVP. I don't care what place they're playing in. This young man, Russell Westbrook, should be an MVP. But uh, Kevin Durant's coming back, coach. Golden State looks good. They look their rhythm. They're going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I still see the the tilt of... uh, of weight of Steelers on top with Golden State. It could be an interesting situation that uh, the, the playoffs come, unlike the East Coast. I think that's going to be a more more of a helter-skelter, a little bit more tighter situation now with the uh, with, with the impact that Cleveland's making now in that little lull that they're in. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Again, I just can't get by uh, San Antonio. Something is interesting about that situation. I've never seen a guy. This boy, Cloud, uh, uh, Leonard, reminds me so much of Julius Irving. Mm, that's that's very interesting. Very interesting. Think about that, TB. I mean, he got hands like Julius. And who did, I mean, he's got hands. He got, he's got yeah. <laughs> You know? And he handles the, the ball just like Julius. He doesn't have, he's got a little bit more shirt than Ju, Julius, but. He is a classic example of under control, you know, uh, uh, court awareness, intelligence in basketball and knowing what's going on around him and making everything proper around him. And you don't hear him griping about nothing. No. Well, he plays both ends. He plays both ends. And and, and that's old school. Uh, if you're going to be a pro, and that's something that we pride ourselves in the golden age of basketball, uh, the fact that you play both ends is he's a guy that is up in that running with Harden, uh, little Isaiah Thomas. These are some of the MVP candidates that I'm naming that are playing at the top level of basketball in the NBA. Uh, I, I'm not going to uh, exclude this because you got to look at the Utah, the Clippers. Uh, those guys are also in that bracket. But again, when you look at the competition in the Western side, it's going to be very, very, very important for Golden State to really regroup when Kevin Durant comes in. And I don't think it'll be a problem when he's in there to fit him into their scheme because yeah. he was playing he was playing both ends himself. And they're the number one defensive team. People don't know that. They realize that Golden State's not only the number one offensive team, but also the number one defensive team. So the excitement for the... NBA is going to be 
something that we should be looking forward to, especially one of my old teams, the Baltimore Bullets, now the Washington Wizards, John Wall and Bill, they're playing some great basketball. Toronto, they're going to need Kyle Lowry back. They're going to need him back, Coach. DeRozan's yeah. been carrying him, but they're going to need him back. Yeah, any comments, CB? Yeah, CB, any comments about that? You know, um, Wally, the, the biggest thing that I see in the Western Conference is, and I'm going to write off some numbers here so you can really get a feel for how the Western Conference is stacked. Golden State, 63 and 14. San Antonio Spurs, 59 and 17. Houston Rockets, 52 and 25. And then you got the Utah Jazz, which is kind of just flown under the radar at 47 and 30. So at the end of this season, you could literally have one, two, three, four teams with 50 plus wins in one conference. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that is huge. Yeah, and I don't think I don't really think the media is really covering that as much as they should. You know, everybody's talking about you know San Antonio, Golden State, you know, and the Cavaliers, and and now they're just trying to pick up on Boston. But you know that is huge when you really think about the whole grand scheme of things for the NBA and the playoffs and the, the. the depth that the playoffs have this year because Golden State most likely would have to play Portland or Denver in the first round of the playoffs. And that's not like a an, an easy game, okay? That's not an easy series to play. So you could easy, easily have some upsets in here because everybody is good that's going into the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, you look at 50-win 50, 50 seasons, uh, Boston 50, Cleveland 49, Toronto 47, Washington 46. So the next six games, we may have two or three teams in the Eastern Conference That's going right. with 50 games. But the yeah. tough games are coming up this evening. Uh, two members at New Orleans, uh, Brooklyn's at Philly, Charlotte at Washington, Orlando at Cleveland. So they're wins. they like wins for me. Memphis at San Antonio. Uh, Portland's going to have a tough game at Utah. Minnesota um, just beat Portland last night. They're playing at Golden State. And you got to look at these back-to-backs because that's when you see a lot of games uh, where these teams that are traveling have to play back-to-back. They have a letdown because uh, um, they need rest. And I think, again, in consideration to the NBA coach, uh, that's a lot of games, a long season, and each one of these teams are vying for positions and it's going to depend on a lot of their substitution patterns to get these other guys in, to get these guys some rest. The long yeah. season. Yeah. I think Popovich and some of the elder statesmen of the league are really hitting it on point. They say, listen, 85 games is just too much. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know I know they try to, the, the, the money involved, but, you know, Popovich said one thing, commercials ain't going nowhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They're going to charge yeah. more for commercial on the outside. They're going to charge less. So, therefore, there's no justification outside of possible greed. And the culprit in this whole situation, you know, the, the over albatross under the bridge. Well, nothing be happening if the owners won't give them money up. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, the culprit is looking in the mirror and complaining. But uh, the, the thing I, I think it is, uh, that, you know, good... Uh, 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 basketball will prevail because guys have a sense of pride in their game. That's why it's maybe flicker, it'll flicker up, but 
you know, you can see Wally, the, 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 the spurts of uh, retro, you know, guys, you know, really paying because now they're getting upset because they can't play defense. I remember one time they was upset because somebody was checking them. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see, you see how I come back around, CD. Yeah. Now they say, "Wait a minute, man, let me play some defense." You know, so you know, and, you know, we'll, we'll soon see. It's the ups and downs, and and, and uh, what has been that's been successful will always return again. But uh, it, it is that man, and we look forward. Well, since the NCAA season will be in conclusion this week, uh, congratulations to everybody. Uh, everybody who did, yeah, that's all right. Those schools, that's right. Uh, from Division ones down to Division threes. Congratulations on uh, a great effort and maintaining the the student uh, athlete concept as much as possible that you're doing out there. As far as those that are uh, extending it uh, to, to to the next level, congratulations. We hope you do go back and get a degree, but congratulations. I hope uh, you, you you fare well. Uh, in a league that's really fluctuating. And, um, you know, it is a privilege uh, getting paid to play a child, child's game. And take yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> take, take that in for, for, for a minute, uh, 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 you guys. And, and I think you'll be able to appreciate where the fanship is so uh, predicated to, 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 to the game. And uh, as far as we're concerned, we're going to always give it to you. Hey, don't forget, this fall, a simulcast coming up with Stellar Awards Network. Congratulations. Uh, Stellar Entertainment Awards, Gospel Awards in, in, uh, in Vegas was off the chart. Great rating. Uh, we're going to come back on an NBC, so I understand. And uh, the CEO and vice president there, thank you so much for keeping sports inside. And I'm ready to be paused for a major simulcast in sports and the way it should be by bringing the voice of the great legends, the people who helped make the game, bringing that directly to you along with up-to-date news that you can use. And this well, there's something I want to just talk about a minute, uh, Coach. Just one moment. I want to make sure they realize one of the greatest ever, they're having a bust that's sculptured, and they're having a oh. ceremony at the 76ers training camp. Yes, I'll sir. be there on Saturday to unveil the Will Chamberlain sculpture. Which is also have a sculpture of Billy Cunningham and Hal Greer at the new training center in Camden, New Jersey, April eighth yes. in Philly. I'll be there. Yes, that is. And you know what, Wally, y'all, we hopefully we'll be able to do a little taping on that and, and preclude for 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 a segue because uh, it's, it's all. It will be always good to be able to because Ali Chamberlain, uh, 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 Wilt's nephew, is a great great supporter. Yes of the show and his families and, you know, and the rest of them. It was great to see them with the, with the, uh, 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 uh celebratory stamp. Uh, that's right. So, so that's, that's, that's right on point. That's right on point. That's right on point. All right. And we really, we really feel good about what's going on in the direction of, uh, the legends of sports. And don't forget, uh, you don't know, stay in touch with us with anything that's going on with retired players association, with the NBA, uh, with uh, football, boxing, the whole gamut, right here on Sports Inside and Out. Because always remember one thing: when legends speak, people really everybody, everybody listens. <laughs> All right, 